Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1. You are listening to BS in the Morning. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And today is Tuesday, the 27th. And it's 6.16 a.m. My, it's an early early riser. It's time to make the donuts, don't you think? Okay. It's a, it's a no-go Joe, huh? <laughs> That's one of my life axioms. What am I going to do? Draw back two and punt. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <sighs> Boy, you know, how can you leave something and 24 hours later it doesn't work right? Hold on a minute. Happens to me all the time. I don't get it. Usually it's my body, but that's uh, hold, on, hold, on, issue. hold on, hold on a minute. Hold on. I'm a holding. Am I supposed to talk? No, hold on a minute. I got something. I'm trying to fix something. You know, I'm always trying to fix something. Okay, here, we let's try this. Draw back two and punt. Okay, that's better. Okay, I got it fixed. Okay. Uh... Good morning to you, Shelly. You drew back to and punted, didn't you? Yeah, the, the little a lot of people don't know this about what's going on with Shelly, but Shelly is being elected to a public office next week, and her her competitor, the one who's running against her on the ballot, is doing five or six different uh, you know events a day. And Shelly, Shelly is like Shelly doesn't leave her house anymore. She just sits at home and you know, and she calls you know delivery, food delivery, lunch, dinner. And, you know, when she needs groceries, she calls the Schnooks delivery guy, and, you know, she's just not going anywhere. Yeah, I figured it'd be safer this way. <laughs> this I don't is, have to go out an adult if I don't want to. This is the world's weirdest, whole crazy weird thing with the election and the whole bit. Just is, This is so weird. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like I I do. We talked about this yesterday that Joe Biden didn't have any didn't have anything planned for the rest until the election. And now all of a sudden he pops up. And like yesterday, he, you know, talk about, you know, you when you have two different people who are polar opposite, you got Trump who will talk to reporters for hours and Joe Biden, you know, three reporters, he gets in front of some, you know, small little group of reporters and he answers three questions. Oh, got to go. Got to go. Got to get back down to my basement. You know, and then oh, Amy Comey Barrett is now our new uh, uh, Supreme know. Court judge. And, and wasn't that lovely? Well, but then but but Biden comes out yesterday. If you, I don't know if you heard this or not. He comes out yesterday with this plan. He says, well, you know, there's these these constitutional scholars that said that we can rotate judges through the Supreme Court. What? I've never nobody's ever. I mean, I, I called an attorney friend of mine. I go, have you ever heard of this before? And he goes, no. Nah. I have no idea what he's talking about. So what they're what they're saying doing well, you know, why should they just be in the Supreme Court? We'll we'll send them here because there are I don't know if you know this or not. There are the what I don't know if they they call them this, but they're like traveling judges. You know, who judges like if let's say one area gets like hit with a bunch of different cases that they'll sometimes take a judge like at least in Missouri they do that. They'll take a judge and they'll say, well, why don't you go over and handle some cases in St. Louis? And you know, it's like let's say some some small county or something like that. He's like. A, you know, associate circuit or whatever the heck they call it. And he shows up and that's what they want to do with the Supreme Court. Well, we'll send them to Missouri for a, a week to, you know, let them, let them work on some cases in Missouri. What? That's never happened in the history of the country. <laughs> I mean, it's just this crazy stuff. You, you know, know, if he's going to sit there and say stuff, he needs to come out of his basement and do so. Oh, but, but he comes out and they let him, you know, and they, and the, and you know, and it's like Fox and oh, Tony Phil. Oh no, 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 no. They, and they ask him such tough questions. Oh, Mr. Biden, uh, if you were going to go eat ice cream, would you eat chocolate or vanilla? You know, that's like, <laughs> and then Trump's out there saying weird stuff. <laughs> he seemed like he was in a really good mood yesterday. And what he said to her before she got, I mean, it was, it was um, well, lovely. I heard the most. It, I mean, it was really lovely. And have you noticed that he's starting to look better? Oh, I think he, I think he looks great lately i know but it's almost like years are being taken off of his life well i heard somebody yesterday a pundit 
and I've never heard this before. And I thought to myself, I you don't know, know what a pundit is. A pundit is like someone who's like, you know, authority on things, like a pundit. I, I know oh, everything okay. about, yeah, about yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the guy said, he says, if Trump loses, you think he's going to disappear like George W. Bush? No. no. And, and, and this is what the guy said. He said, He'll have his own reality show, you know, like, like, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, now, hold on a minute now. And, you know, and then what he'll do is he will for in like, like, let's say he loses. Okay. And as of January 22nd or 21st, whatever it is, when he's out of the job for the next four years, you won't get rid of the guy. He'll be everywhere. And then he'll run for election in 2024. And I go like, think he, so. Well, but I'm thinking to myself, I forgot about that. He could do that. You can't serve more than, than two terms, but that doesn't mean you could have, you know, term on, term off, term on. You know what I mean? I mean, like, sort of weird. But and, like and Mr. Miyagi, well, wax but see, on, here's the wax thing. off. Here's the thing that I, on, I could never... Well, here's the thing I could never understand about him, and maybe, the, you know, the, he, he likes to do this anyway with his battle with Twitter. The guy's got bucks. Start his own stupid social, you know, social media. You know what I mean? You know, start the Trump network. You know, and that's what this guy said. He says, don't he be surprised. He already had a Trump network. Well, no, no, don't be surprised if he doesn't have his own television network. I'm thinking, okay, there'll be the Trump channel. You know? <laughs> I'm going like, okay, what's on the Trump channel today? And and he, and this guy went on to say, it was pretty fascinating. He said, you think Kim Kardashian is everywhere? Wait till you see the Trumps. And then he said, and he says, and he says, and don't be surprised if Don Jr. runs for president, I'm going. I never I thought. See that. I never thought of that. You know. I mean, it was pretty interesting. You know, all this crazy, weird stuff. Oh man, crazy, 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 crazy. Cray, cray. You know, I mean, if it wasn't for the stupid pandemic, this would actually be sort of fun. You know, and all the weird stuff with Biden and and Trump and all the bizarre things that Trump says and all the weird things that Biden says. He said the other day he's running for Senate again, and 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 he said he's running against George Bush. <laughs> When did he say that? The other day he said that. I mean, I'm going like, okay. That clearly was him and not his doppelganger. Oh, man. I'm telling you. I think whenever he sounds like, um, I don't know, with it, it's not him. It's his, his, it's his double. Come on. He doesn't have a double. They do that all the time. No, they Haven't don't. Haven't you ever seen Dave? I've never seen Dave. You keep asking me that. I've never seen. Hey, you ask, need to watch it. Watch, watch the ask, bit, the snidbits on snidbits. Um, hmm. I've never seen. See, what's interesting is, I guess I'm like one of these these people that lived, lived in the woods and didn't have electricity or anything like that because everybody does that to me, like you do it. Well, you know, in the so and so movie, like I've never seen that movie. People go. What? I don't know why you haven't seen it. It was a good movie and it was a rom-com. I don't. Here we go again. I don't. I don't watch. I've never seen Sleepless in Seattle. That's a rom-com. Isn't that like one of the classic rom? I've never seen it. Yeah. Have you seen You've Got Mail? No. I've never seen that one either. Okay. Well. (laughs) I mean, you know, once again, I'm. I think you're missing the boat. You know, why is it a rite of passage that you have to see all these movies? You know, is, is that is that what it takes? And, you know, I, I'll tell you a weird story. OK, this is why I'm the world's worst DJ on this radio station. OK, um, years and years and years and years ago. And I'll tell you how long ago this was. It was when a video recorder, you know, a VCR cost like eight thousand dollars. OK, I remember that there was a program director at a radio station who decided that all of his disc jockeys. This is when soap operas was huge. And he decided that all of his disc jockeys should be intimately uh, aware of everything that goes on in a soap opera. So the guys who were on during the day, like the midday guy from 10 o'clock in the morning till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and even like the afternoon guy and the morning guy, because they were still at the station, he bought them VCRs and he told them, I want you to watch these soap operas. And they had, it was like, it was like, okay, you got to watch this one and this one and this one. And that way that he would be able to, because remember there was a time when soap operas were huge. I mean, like on college campuses, they used to put TVs like in lounges and people would sit around like to watch all my children and stuff like that. And general hospital. Remember, was it Luke and Laura? Remember the whole deal with Luke and Laura, Luke and Laura, 
Don't you remember yeah. that? You know, that was like the big I deal. Do. And and this this program director stressed that if you're going to relate to American society, you have to know everything that goes on soap operas. And at the time, the radio station I was at, the original KSOQ, we used to have a daily program we'd one called the Soap Opera Update. And it was three minutes long. And there was this guy out of Los Angeles who every day would give you what happened yesterday. And on all my children, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so-and-so, you know, disappeared. And, and the evil doctor so-and-so, you know, you know, came down in a spaceship. You know, I mean, it was all this weird stuff. And I, for a while, got into, when I was working mornings on the old KSOQ, right before they hired Phillips and Wall, that'll date me, uh, my thing was, I'd usually get done, because I'd get to the station like 5 in the morning, I'd usually be done by, by, you know, by noon, and I would drive home, I lived in the Swinging Singles Apartments Complex out in West County, of course, the, the building I was in, I was the only single guy in there, so I didn't know what swinging was going on with the singles, but it wasn't me, because uh, my apartment building was like all married people, and even like some retired people, thinking like, wow, some swinging singles with the retired people, I guess, okay, so anyway, my deal was I'd go home and on the way home I'd hit a couple different fast food places there was a McDonald's and a KFC and stuff like that and I'd sit there at 1230 on Channel 5 and I'd watch I guess as, in the, as, as it sands Days of Our Lives that's what I used to watch all the time as the and sands through the sours, hourglass so, so are the are days, days of our of lives, our lives. <laughs> days of our lives mm-hmm. McDonald Carey used to do that so anyway okay we've got a show to do we do <laughs> It's amazing mm-hmm. that sounds. Uh, we had our promo come in, to, you know, teed us about, you know, uh, BS in the morning. Here we are. I have to tell you some funny stuff that happened to me yesterday. Uh, and I have to tell you some weird stuff that happened to me yesterday. And I and remind me to tell you my post office visit where I got upset with a guy. You got upset? You yes. never get upset. Oh, I got upset with this guy. A, oh, okay. Well, J, okay. So let me write that down. A J-A, Okay. And we'll, oh, really? Oh, yeah. And then, and uh, you're not going to believe what this woman said to me at the post office. Oh, first off, people go like, you go to the post office? I love the post office. I really do. And and depending, I, I go to like three or four different post offices. And the one I go to the most is always busy. It's always busy. And I'll give you an update on a package that I sent out last Monday that's going to Atlanta, which is still bouncing around in the system. <laughs> It, what did you say before the post office story? Uh, I said we're going to talk about new fleece lined underwear. Okay. Yeah, okay. I know that that's a big fat lie. Okay, 628. Ritmo, Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning, 637. It is a Tuesday morning. Gosh, the week before the election. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yesterday's weather. Do you know what? I looked this up yesterday afternoon. You know what the normal high for yesterday was in right here in the old STL? I'm thinking 72. 65. And I think we got to 39. At least we didn't get any snow. Man, people in Kansas City didn't get a lot. But uh, they talked about how this, and I watched this yesterday on the radar, how this uh, storm came out of the Rockies and just moved across Kansas and 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 uh, uh, Nebraska and went through Missouri and then went through Illinois and the whole bit. It's just crazy stuff, crazy weather. Uh, and then, then all the other crazy stuff that happened yesterday. Um, you know, I mean, did 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 you? <laughs> no, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. I'll I'll I'll, I'll touch on something else. <laughs> I was just going to mention were you something. Going to talk about? No, I was going to I was going to talk about the crazy stuff with with uh they're the that they're they're calling Trump the super spreader now. Have you heard this? The super spreader. Yeah. Yeah, they call him because okay. because remember they had that when they had the introduction of. ACB like a month or so ago. Uh, that's yeah. when supposedly everybody came down, you know, with came down with the with the, the virus, and then yeah. and then they had the party for her, the reception for her last night, and everybody was spaced out, you know, real far apart. Well, that's because that's our new normal. Everybody spaced out. Oh, yeah. and how about back in Metro East? They're going. I think effective either today or tomorrow. I heard that they're going back to no inside dining, bars closed. You, you only place you and you know. And here's the problem. In our climate, it was nice over the last month or so. You know, you saw a lot of people outside dining at places. But, you know, yesterday, would you want to eat outside? 
<laughs> no, it was a little chilly. I mean, I mean, lie. obviously you don't want to eat outside when it's raining, but if you're just like some of the places have like a little porch or some kind of a patio or something like that where it's covered, I mean, I, you know, and I'm going like, okay. And I never even thought about that. I heard this the other day, people talking about in the, you know, like obviously places like Los Angeles where the climate's, you know, pretty temperate year round, but you know, like in New York city where, you know, the, the and, and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, and, and and like, for example, I heard this the other day. I mean, crazy weird stuff you hear about the, was it the comedy club or the comedy store, which is the big, the big place in LA. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's the comedy store. And by the way, do you know, remember Polly Shore? I do. Okay. Do you know his mom? I got to look this up. His mom owned the comedy store. Really? Yes. And, and she passed away. I think this is a comedy store. Um, comedy store. Comedy Store LA. I think she passed away a couple years ago, and there's there was some uh, hold on, Comedy Store LA owner. Yes, Mitzi Shore. Mitzi Shore. She was born in 1930. She died in 2018. Was an American comedy club owner. Her husband, Sammy Shore, co-founded the Comedy Store in Los Angeles in 1972, and Mitzi became owner two years later. Through the club, she had a huge influence on the careers of up-and-coming comedians for decades. I heard this guy who has put together a documentary on the Comedy Store. And it's interesting, talking about all these big-name comics that we take for granted today, uh, who were, like, you know, once upon a time, uh, you know, starting out in their career. And then he talked about Joe Rogan. Have you ever heard this Joe Rogan story? I've never heard this story before. No. He got banned by the Comedy Store. And the reason Joe got, Rogan? Yes, Joe Rogan got banned for seven years, was not allowed in the comedy store, was not even allowed in the door, couldn't come in as a patron, was banned because there was some comedian, and everybody knew it, but nobody would face up to it. There was some comedian who was stealing everybody's material. And he would go on stage at various places and he would just do other people's acts. And Joe warned the guy. Joe said, Look, you know, we have a code among comedians, we don't do that. And the right. guy just refused and would do, you know, and, and everybody was just sort of rolling their eyes. All the comedians, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so, he, you know, he's stealing our stuff again, you know, and, you know, and everybody got, you know, no big deal, right? So Joe was on the, the show that night, and I think he was like the headliner, and this guy was like opening for him. And Joe came out during this guy's set and confronted him and essentially said, look, knock it off. You're stealing everybody's material. And they... And they punched it out on stage. And it wasn't WWE punch out. It was like a real punch out where they were, you know, throwing fists at each other. And Joe, really? yeah, and Joe got banned. He got banned from the comedy store. Anyway, the story is that, that Joe, that Mitzi died in 2018 and her three sons, one of which I don't think has any interest in, in, uh, in the, in the, in the, in the place. Yeah. Here, matter of fact, I'm looking at this bio. Here's a picture of three people who were at the comedy store on the same night, um, David Letterman, uh, Richard Pryor, and uh, I'm trying to make out who the third person is. Could that be? Is that what's-his-face? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, you know, mental block. You know, I'm, I've, I've got a Joe Biden going on right here. Uh, uh -huh. Nano Nano, you know who I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, Robin Williams. Robin Williams, three of them. They look like kids. They're in this picture. Anyway, it was pretty interesting. Talked about how, but but here's what they talked about. It's shut down right now because of the thing in L.A. And they tried to do, they actually, <coughs> excuse me, hold on. Hairball? Yeah. They decided that they were going to, to try to reopen. And they moved all the tables and chairs out into the parking lot and got permission to do this and did it for two nights. And then somebody complained that the people, even though they were in the parking lot, they were too close, they got shut down. They were in the parking lot in Los Angeles doing the comedy show. And the, the, the thing he's saying is that Pauly doesn't really want to have anything to do with the, the comedy store. So Pauly's brother, who is like some brainiac, who's like got like a PhD and he's an author and some crazy stuff like that, he lives like, I think in Portland, Oregon, and he's running it by remote control. He's literally, you know, he won't, he doesn't like LA, you know, doesn't like the pollution, doesn't like anything. He won't go there. So Portland, Oregon is better for him? I don't know. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a fascinating See, story. if I went to Portland, Oregon, it would be fine. Uh, 
It's probably one little block, one little area, just like what we experience. You think so? I don't know, uh. but I, I, I guess I do think so. Anyway, I, I thought it was interesting because because the fact that and and I didn't I didn't realize that the reason they're doing this this um, this uh, um, um, documentary is because the comedy store has been around for fifty years. Are they having to close? No, 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 no. But but no, that, but but see, but that they, you know, there there's all sorts of rumors after after Mitzi Shore died. But I, you know, when he, I, Mitzi Shore, I wonder if he's in a relationship. Yeah, that, that's Polly. You know, you know, Polly Shore's mom. I'm going okay, interesting. All runs in the family. So anyway, weird stuff. You ever been to the Funny Bone before? Years, yeah. years and years and years. A, a, ever been to any of the other comedy clubs in St. Louis? I have not. There was a place in O'Fallon. It shut down, didn't it? Is this, um, is this still open? What, back door? Yeah, whatever it was. Is yeah, that, it's still open. Oh, it's still open? Over behind the tap house? I yeah. thought it was closed, no? No, it's still open. Oh, with the social distancing? To my knowledge. The whole bit, they can still do that? I think so. Because it's still advertising it. Well, what, what's interesting is is that if you've ever been, like, I've been in them before, but I've never been there with, like, comedy going on. They're little tiny places. Even the real popular yeah, ones. Are. It's a little tiny. They're intimate. Yeah. You get like three people in there, you know? That's it. And no, the, and it's, the, it's more than three people. And the comedian but. stands on your table, and that's how he does his act. He just stands right there on your table in front of you. Well, that's always a vision. <laughs> 645. Westplex 107.1. <laughs> He's a star boy. Good morning to you. It is BS in the morning, 651. I what am kind of show. star boy is he? Well, you know, every time I hear that song, it reminds me of uh, the first time we played it on the air, and uh, we got so many good compliments about that song. <laughs> yeah, that's what you call it. That was not one of my better moments, but that's a whole other story. It wasn't, uh, but I still can't help jiving you about it. Uh, it was one. Okay, I've talked about this it's last break. Okay, I'm reading an order, a, 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 an article in this thing called The Blast. I don't know if this is decent or not, but it talks about, we're talking about the comedy store in L.A., and according to this, it says, Pauly Shore, named manager of the comedy store, in his mom's Mitzi's will. Uh, Polly Shore never has to worry about looking for a job again because his mother left him one of the last gifts that guarantees he's employed at the beloved comedy club. According to Mitzi Shore's will obtained by the blast, Polly was left in charge as the manager of the comedy store in Los Angeles. He's also required to be paid a decent salary. It's no surprise since the 50-year-old comedian got control of the store, he grew up at the famous joint on Sunset Boulevard and honed his comedy skills watching legends like Sam Kinison, Gary Shandling, Robin Williams, and Whoopi Goldberg. See, that's what's interesting about it. These are all these people that now are like household names that were like unknowns. So anyway, I don't know why I'd start talking about that again, uh, but I just thought I'd follow up on that. Now I'm done talking about the comedy store. Uh, next hour, I'll tell you my exciting experience with the post office and how I had uh, a dude and a dudette uh, who were, uh, you know, a, a person, well, I'll tell the story. And also it's catching on because uh, last night when Trump was at one of his rallies, you don't, yeah. you don't, you don't know the impact that you and I have. Oh, I can only imagine. Because he looked out at the audience and he said, you dudexes look great tonight. Oh. That is you starting a major trend in the nation. Good for you, Brad. Yeah, Dudex. We talked about that yesterday. That's my new name. Don't don't call me Dude, because I'll be upset. And by the way, I heard this again yesterday. It's sort of weird. Did you and I talked about the fact that if you're back in the day, if you were a Joseph, you were a Joe, and if you were a David, right. you were a Dave, right? Yes. I heard somebody talking about this. Actually, that's not necessarily accurate because um, my husband's a David, and he's always been pretty much a David. Yeah, but... Except for when he was at work. Well, I... Because there was like five days. Well, look, in, in, in my environment, like I said, I mean, anybody who had, you know, James, Richard... Um, David, Anthony, I mean, they were never any of those names. They were always Bob, Dick, you know, Tony, that kind of stuff, okay? What is Harry? Her is that Harold? Yes, Harold. Yeah, but there oh, are okay. there are people just named, just named, just named, um, you know, just named Harold. I mean, just named Harry. I mean, for example, my, my father-in-law, uh, his real name was Jack. And usually Jack is like what you call somebody whose name is John, which I never understood. You know, they talk about. I never about, understood that either. <laughs> if you're like John, you know, like, you know, like they talk about, Jack, you know, John Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. You know, that kind of stuff. And go like, okay, why do you call him Jack? His name's John. 
but that was my father-in-law's real name. His name was Jack. And, um, okay, so anyway, I'm listening to this other radio station, which shall remain nameless, and it's a talk kind of station. And the woman talked about the fact that how she gets so incensed because her husband's name, and I can't remember what she said her husband's name was, and that she'll introduce him as his full name, which he goes by. Let's let's say it was it was it was Michael, and I can't remember the exact name. And people would like you know say, "Hey, Mike, how you doing?" And she sometimes she said she would correct him. She'd say, "He's not Mike. He's Michael." I mean, is that the kind of stuff you correct people over? Sometimes, yeah. Do you really? I I don't because I don't really care. It doesn't matter that much to me. But um, I've I've not corrected him, but. If somebody's called David Dave, yeah, I'll turn around and call him David. So you're the one. So you're the one, the little nose in the air, snippy little woman who's like, well, it's not Dave, it's David. No, that's not it. There were there were practically eight Daves that worked at the FAA yeah. in his department. Yeah, and. He's David. I mean, I've only known him as David. That's one of the nice... I've never called him Dave. That's one of the nice things about my name is that rarely, rarely are there ever Brads. Except, and this is the bizarre thing, when I was in... Except when they're named Hildebrand? Because isn't there like seven? No, no, no. When I was in... Well, you know, I mean, like, rarely am I ever in a place where there's another Brad. Okay? Occasionally it happens, but it's very rare. Okay? Except when I was in high school. one One year I was in high school... I was in the trombone section, played you know low brass, and there were three of us in the trombone section, and all three of us were named Brad. <laughs> it was me, Brad Butte, and Brad Cox, and there were three of us, and we sat side by side because we all were in the trombone section. And it was so weird because of the fact it's like, okay, never does this ever happen. Occasionally, I'm in a room with another Brad, but rarely, you know, am I shoulder to shoulder with two Brads. So, I'm hardly in a room with a Shelley either. Well, but that's see now you've turned me on to that because of the fact that you spell yeah. it with S H E L L E Y, and most yes. of the people you know it's like no E between the L and the Y, and right. I've noticed that you know it's one of those things articular retention or whatever the heck they call it that you don't notice something until somebody brings it to your attention. You know, right. like you didn't notice there were, you know, so many red, uh, you know, 1999 Corvettes with a black vinyl top or whatever it is until you had one. You know what I mean? Or to, uh, yes, you, or until you know somebody that bought one. Right. Or, or the guy next just, door has one. It just brings it to the forefront right. of your mind. And then you notice them all the time. Right. And I've got a couple friends of mine like that. Matter of fact, a guy that I do some that's on this radio station, uh, he drives a particular car, an Audi convertible. And what's weird is I saw him like two weeks ago, you know, I I was at a meeting with him and I went out in the parking lot and I'm going like, what did he do to his car? He wrapped his car and it was a black Audi convertible. It was like an A6 or something like that. It was a black Audi convertible, but now it was like gray and it was, you know how like the big thing, like some of the big thing now with like the, the car dudes is they wrap their car, but they wrap it with matte in other words, it's not gloss, yes, it's matte. Yes. Okay. So I looked at this Which car. Which I like a shiny car. So do I. I'm going like, like, okay, like, you know, back in the day, you know, we'd make fun of a car like that. It doesn't shine. You can't see your face in it. You know, that was yeah, the whole. Did you spray paint it? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. right. Did you do that with a can? You know, that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> so I, I talked to him a couple of days on the phone and I said to him, I said, did you wrap your car? And he says, that's not the same car. I go, what do you mean it's not the same car? He says, I bought, that's the, the, you know, the performance version, the R version, whatever it was. Uh, And he says, I traded my car on that one. I go, but it's the same car. He says, well, it is, but it isn't. My car had the V6. This one's got the V8 and it's two years newer. He says, but other than that, it is the same car. And I'm going like, well, I, you know, I told him, I said, you know, now that you have that car, I see those cars everywhere. And, you know, and there can't be a lot of black Audi A6 convertibles rolling around. You know what I mean? And it was just sort of Well, weird. now I'm going to look for them. Well, I, it's just, you know, it's one of those things. And what's interesting is he said it and he says, you will rarely see this car in any other color than black. And, you know, what's interesting is like, and, and they're distinctive looking car. But it was gray. Yeah. But, but it originally, if, if he says the car was black from the factory and and he didn't he didn't have it wrapped he said the guy before him had it wrapped and he wasn't real wild about that but he got a good deal on the car 
because it's it's got you know it's the, it's got the V8 and it's got the you know the you know the you know super duper you know pooper scooper on the back and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I, you know I don't know. I mean you know it just it it just was interesting. And you know I'm a car nut like that. Like yeah. I I've got a couple cars that are extremely rare too. And every once in a while, I mean not rare like they're worth tens of thousand dollars. They're probably worth you know eight hundred bucks or something like that. But the one my one car is 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 really unusual. And my son's car that when he moved to Florida gave me, there's only like only 400 of them in the world that have ever been produced. And now I've got one of them, but it doesn't run. So <laughs> what do I do? But it will. <laughs> no, I don't think this one will run. Because I told you the problem with this one, didn't I? No. This is the goofy thing that most of the cars, the computer is somewhere in the front under the dash or somewhere like that. You know, usually it's like in the kick panel, you know, like along the driver's side or the passenger side. This Uh one has the computer under the rear seat. Okay. And under the rear seat in the lowest spot in the car. And this car has one of these great big monstrous super Vista, you know, um, um, uh, sunroofs and it leaks. So the reason this car doesn't run anymore is because it filled up with water. And, and, the, and the computer was underwater. Yeah, it probably won't ever run again. You're and, right. And you can't find the computers. Well, you, I guess you can, but they're like two thousand bucks. So uh-huh. you know. So anyway, that's the deal. Okay, it's seven. Westplex one hundred seven point one, the number one song in the country, according to uh, good old AT forty, according to uh, Ryan Seacrest. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, number one song. But you know what? This is so weird. I mean, here we go again. The number one song on AT forty is never the number one song on Billboard. And once again, there are songs on Billboard, the, like the number one song in the country on Billboard, there's not even on the AT40 with Ryan Seacrest. It's like, how can that be? I can tell you how it can be because the, you know, that uh, AT40 uh, is, you know, the, 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 the information they use is from a company called MediaBase, which they own. It's owned by Clear Channel. Or whatever oh, they are. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. They own, there's no advantage there. <laughs> or, or whatever they call themselves, iHeartRadio. I have a friend of mine that used to work there, and he said, "If you know, talk about vertical integration, a company that like owns everything, you know, within their little niche, their verticals, whatever they call it." And he made the comment that if they could figure out how to put generators in the parking lot and run them cheaper than buying power from the electric company, there'd be generators in the parking lot. You know, that Why don't they do solar? I don't. Who knows? I mean, you know, once again, it's like... I'm actually thinking about doing solar on my house. It's like McRadio. I got solar. Yes, you do. I do. You know, once again, know. the guy who everybody thinks is this like environmental monster, you know, I'm Mr. Recycling. You, you know, are. <laughs> I have solar panels, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, post office. First off, and look, I'm not making fun of the post office. I just scratch my head because of the fact that, first off, I love the post office, but I have these weird situations with the post office. I'm looking at my tracking right now. On October 20th at 6.36 p.m., I dropped off a package to one of these places where you can do it 24 hours a day. You can just, you know, they have kiosks and then you, you know, you get in your package, you put in a big package bin and then they, you know, off it goes. Okay. So I did it at 6:36 PM on October 20th at 12:28 AM. It said accepted at USPS origin facility. Okay. So in other words, they got it. Okay. October 21st arrived at USPS regional origin facility, St. Louis, Missouri, October 21st. It departed USPS regional facility, October 21st arrived at USPS regional facility in Nashville. It's going to Atlanta, October 21st arrived at USPS facility in Atlanta. So it's in Atlanta, October 22nd arrived at USPS regional destination facility, Atlanta GA network distribution center. And then the next scan is October 26th, and it says, in transit, arriving late. Your package will arrive later than expected, but it's still on the way. It is currently in transit to the next facility. It's already in Atlanta, where it's going. And it's disappeared. (laughs) It's just like falling off the face of the earth. It's disappeared? Well, according to this, it was scanned. Today's the, what, today's the 27th, right? It was scanned yesterday. And when you when you do it, it just says in transit, October 26, twenty twenty, 
arriving late. That's all it says. Okay. So yeah, they lost it. Yes. So here's here's it's my gone. here's my post office story. I go to the post office yesterday, and this is this is another interesting story. And once again, I'm not telling you this to diss the postal service because, quite honestly, I think they do a pretty decent job. I think that you know they've just been maligned and everybody makes fun of them. But yet there are problems with the postal service. So first off, I'm going to send something next day air. I have some important documents I have to send somebody and I have to send them next day air. Okay. The last three times I have sent something next day air, it never shows up the next day. It usually gets there two days, sometimes three days late. And then I go to the post office and I get my money back. (laughs) It's so bizarre. Three of them, last three, just been like that. And so I go to the post office yesterday as I'm walking in the door, a guy comes up walking very, very, very fast and actually brushes against me as I go through the door and sort of pushes me away. And I'm going like, if that guy gets in line in front of me, I ain't going to be happy. And that's exactly what he did. So he, you know, like runs through the door, I mean, not, not running at a full run, but like fast walking, hits me with the shoulder, walks in front of me and gets in line in front of me. And I'm going like that, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So we're in line and it's like the queue line. You got to, you know, they got little things on the floor, you know, don't stand here, you know, don't don't social distancing. So ladies behind me comes in behind me with the big box. So this guy, so then there's a lady up, you know, at the counter, there's only two women working the windows and there's a lady up there arguing about the fact that she got some package and she didn't want it and and she opened it up and she had it there the box the lid was open the whole bit and the you know the postal clerk very being very nice to her said ma'am we can't just take the box back you've opened it it's not even closed you're gonna have to you know you know close that up and you're gonna have to pay to return it she goes well i'm not paying to return it i didn't want this this is not what i ordered this is the wrong thing and she says, ma'am, I, you know, and they just went on for like five minutes. They're going back and forth, you know, and the lady goes, well, it's a scam. And, they, and the lady says, look, call the company and the chances are they'll send you a return, you know, pickup notice. You know what I'm talking about, you know, or, you know, yeah. or they'll send you, you know, whatever the deal is. This goes on and on and on. So, so there's another lady who gets waited on. She's in there pretty quick. So then the guy who cuts in front of me goes up and he's got one of the two ladies. Okay. So I'm standing in line, and the lady behind me says to me, Sir, I turn around and look at her. She says, Are you going to be long, very long? <laughs> I'm going like, Well, excuse me, ma'am. And I said to her, I, at First, I'm going like, what, you know, how, why do you ask somebody like that? I, you know, I have, I just have one little envelope that I'm sending. You know, it's not like I'm going to be there and I'm not going to, you know, you know, look at all the stamps she's got and figure out which are the prettiest and things like that. So I turn right. around and I look at her and I go, I'll tell you what, let's make a bet on how long I'm going to be there. If I'm in and out, once I get up to the window, if I'm in and out in five minutes, you owe me 20 bucks. And if it takes more than five minutes, I'll give you 20 bucks. And it's funny because the two clerks overheard this and they start laughing. <laughs> so, so you know, it's my turn to go up. And the guy who ran in front of me is on the window to the left of me and I'm on the window to the right of me. So I said, I, I get my phone out. And I, I look back at this lady and I go, okay, I'm starting my timer right now. And I hit my timer in my, on my phone. And she's going, I'm not paying you 20 bucks. I go, I'm going to be in and out in five minutes. You watch this. You know, so the lady who's the postal clerk, she's playing along and she's going like, hey, I'll split that with you and I'll make it real slow so that I'll make sure it's more than five minutes. So if he gives you 20 bucks, I get 10. <laughs> Oh, how hilarious. So the lady, this time this lady's getting a little bit, um, you know, she says, well, I was just kidding about how long you were going to be. And I go, hey, put your money where your mouth is. There's still a chance. I'm, you know, rolling right now. Come on. You know, more than, more than 20, more than five minutes, 20 bucks. It's yours. You know, go out and have a nice dinner tonight, 20 bucks. So what's really funny is then I finish and the dude who got in front of me in line is still at the window and I'm not usually a caddy person. But as I left, I go, hey, man, that's what you get for button in front of me. It's going to take you forever. See ya. I left. <laughs> First of all, sometimes you're so gosh darn charming. And then you're just like, matter of fact, but, see ya, bye. But 
but one, once again, I mean, the lady asked me, how long am I going to be? Excuse me, Pam, I'm in front of you. You know, what I should have said was, you know, here's where I, here was, I made a mistake. I should have said, you know what? I'll let you go ahead of me for $20. You just wanted that $20. <laughs> but <laughs> has anybody ever so said... So how long were you? Five minutes? Oh, it was like three minutes. This lady who... I, I You know, the one. this is one of the post office I go to all the time. This lady knows me. She's super nice. Couldn't be a nicer person. You know, and she, and she always, you know, you know, God bless you. And she's all that kind of stuff. And I always tell her, I said, hey, you know what? You always take care of me. Thank you so much. Appreciate your, your, your work. And she's always... I mean, she couldn't be any nicer. And she's like this with everybody. She's the nicest person in the world. And sometimes... I'm in there and I see people just giving her grief and you know you just want to walk up to somebody and go like hey you know what knock it off just you know do your business and get the heck out you know because it's like you know because once again if you talk to anybody who's worked you know with the public for years what do they always say they always say there's a lot of nice people out there and there's a certain amount of jerks but it seems like the jerks are the ones that even though they're like let's say 10 to 20 percent of your customers are the jerks or maybe even five percent they're the ones that make you want to go like i don't know why i'm doing this stupid job i have to deal with jerks you know what i mean i well i don't have to really deal with jerks yeah but but you don't have i mean like like oh god when i worked and by the way i I'm really Except for people from other radio stations. I'm, that's the whole other story well i can't believe you said that <laughs> that's usually my line um I'm I'm really worried. I'm getting really worried about Steak and Shake. I, they're all gone. Well, even some of the ones that supposedly were their survivors are finding like seem like they're falling by the wayside. You know, the one you there. The at, one over on N and K. Well, the one at the one at uh, the one right there at uh, at uh, um, Mexico and Cave Springs. That they flattened that that's one. That one's demolished. gone. Yeah, I know. And then. The one on, uh, what is that, McMenemy or whatever is it, uh, right there, uh, right on the other side of uh, uh, Mid-Rivers is now up for sale. Uh, the one down in yeah, Chesterfield yeah. Valley is closed. The one in Eureka is closed. Um, the one on Page at, what was that, Woodson or Ashby, um, that's, that was one of the success stories, supposedly. That was one of the ladies. Because remember, they had the sign that said, you can have this restaurant for $10,000. Yes. You know, and that was one of the success stories because a lady bought that one. But I don't know how, but that was before the pandemic thing. So I don't know how she's doing, you know, because a lot of their business is the sit-down restaurant part of the business. Because they don't, and, and, and for a while, they were even talking about bringing back curb service. They called me up and they go, hey, man, you want your job back? And I go, only if I can have my old number, 27. And they go, yeah, yeah, we'll get you those new numbers, 27, you're in. You know, you've been you've been looking for something a little different. It'd be like old school home week. <laughs> uh, Shelly, I've tell you what? something. What? One morning. You know, this has been a very frustrating year, you know, for us and a lot of other people. And for me, as we get closer to the end of the year, I keep saying to myself, if I can just make it to the end of the year, but let's say I can't. Don't be surprised if some morning that radio stations are off and I'm gone and nobody knows where I went. I'll just disappear. Okay, should we look for cement shoes? No, 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 no. I'll just go out to, I, I'm telling you, after I watch that, that Dr. Phil episode, I'm going to go out and work the sign. I'm just going to work the sign on Las Vegas Boulevard. Hey, oh man, I got problems. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I need your help. Can you help me? I need money to get to the bus station. And when I make my $1,000 a day, you know, working a sign, you know. Okay, so you're going to leave and not tell anybody? I just leave. Yeah, just leave. My kids won't miss me, you know. I'll miss you. <laughs> no, you won't. I'll just be yeah, gone. Yeah, I really will. I'll just be gone, you know, just be gone, you know, just sort of disappear. And, you know, and hopefully I'll be reported as missing person, and then I can read stories about me, you know, like, so-and-so, <laughs> you know, and I'll go, ha-ha, look at that. They don't know where I'm at. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. And, you know, and do the whole thing. Ditch the cell phone, you know, leave the cell phone somewhere, you know, just, you know. Take one of my old crappy cars that doesn't run, get it working, you know, just head west, you know, uh, and, and I'll, I'll steal somebody else's license plates so they don't want to know who I am. You know what I mean? And then, and then I'll go. I don't know if I like this and, whole scenario, and then Brad. I, then I'll go down to San Diego and, I, and, and then I'll, I'll tell people, oh, I just came across the border. You know, I'm, I'm an illegal alien. 
you know, <laughs> get rid of my identification, the whole bit, you know, and then I, I'll get free everything. You know what I mean? And yeah. then, and then that's when that's actually kind of true, when Joe Biden takes office, uh, you know, Kamala will will use me as one. And look at this poor illegal immigrant who crossed the border in San Diego. It'll be me. I'll wave to the camera, and my new name will be. I already have my name figured out. Uh huh. My first name's going to be Joe. My last name's going to be Dudex. Okay, it's seven twenty-three. <laughs> you don't like this? No, I don't like. I don't like it at all. Seven twenty-three. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Bang, 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 bang. Uh huh. Metronome. I like when he does that. I do too. God, do you ever have weird dreams? I have weird dreams every night, and they're in color. I had the strangest dream that you and I, and I, don't ask me how this ended up, you and I were doing a remote broadcast from some lady's apartment, and she was asleep. And she woke up, and she called the police, and the police car drove right into her apartment. Don't know how that, was, that happened, because she had just had a regular door. The police car came right and drove right into the apartment. The police officer got out, and the police car was filled with cats. Is that weird or what? Okay. <laughs> and we got arrested and he had to take the cats out of the police car and leave them with the woman and he and he put us in the back seat of the police car and he told the woman he says I'll be back for my cats. Is that weird? That is kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean, right? <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We talked Did you about... ever find out who the woman was? No. No. Just some random woman, you know. Oh, just yeah. some random woman. Right, just some okay. random woman. I mean, you know, I mean, like, you know, I mean, you and I just showed up in some woman's apartment. I mean, how would how would I know the woman? How would I know who the police officer was? And how would I know you'd have cats? You know, uh, you know what? Well, how did you know it was me? Because you and I were sending, we're doing a remote broadcast. It was you, it was you and me. We're like, you know, we're, hey, we're broadcasting live, you know, and we're, you know, in this lady's apartment, but we didn't know who she was. Okay. I can see that. <laughs> Not really, but Okay. <laughs> was it a glitch in the matrix oh well yeah, you know so, uh, you know I, sometimes here's here's the the dream you know like if you have things like this is the dream that i have and i always it, it bothers me so much it always wakes me up okay what's that of me being going to college and not showing up for the first two months of class and then showing up and the day I show up, there's a quiz that's that's worth 100% of your grade. It's the same stupid dream I have all the time. So I don't go to class for two months. I show up in class one day. Professor hands out an exam, and he says, "This is even though it's not this is not the end of the class. You know, the end of the like night final. This this test is worth 100% of your grade, and I know nothing what's on the test." But you pass it anyway, don't you? No, no, no. Then I wake up. Oh. And my other one is putting my car in reverse and hitting the, you know, and then going backwards and then hitting the brake and the brakes don't work. And I'm hitting, I'm stomping on the brake pedal and I'm going backwards and I'm hitting things. I'm hitting cars. I'm hitting people. I'm hitting buildings and I can't get the car to stop because it's going backwards. That's my other dream. I have that one all the time, all the time. Well, that's because you have cars that don't have good brakes. <laughs> No, I have cars with have good brakes. No, my cars have good brakes. You know, I've got okay. to be I've got to be real good at doing brakes. Yeah, I know you have. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's one of the things that you're like you're like MacGyver. Well, no, it's one of the crazy things is to the point where oh my god, but oh, well, my my one son's car. Oh my god, some of the newer cars now have this crazy weird thing with the with the, the with the the disc brake calipers. Oh my god, it's just a pain. You got to get a, you know, once again, it's like I think the car manufacturers are in cahoots with like the tool manufacturers that they keep coming out with all these new weird things on the cars. You have to buy these special tools to work on. Man, the old days, set of vice grips, couple screwdrivers, you know, socket set, couple wrenches, you were good to go. You could do anything in a car. You know, nowadays, oh my God. If you if you've gone to yeah, some you of you don't know if it's metric or you know, and if you've gone to some of the like the garages and you look in and like the guys, you know, the guys buy their own tools. I mean some yeah. of these tool chests, I could live in some of these guys' tool chests. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they're they're <laughs> I mean, well, you gotta have the right tool for the craft. <laughs> I mean it's like it's like, okay, is there air conditioner in there? It's like is there plumbing? He's like you're like you know, like you, you pump water into there, it's like that you know, that's where you stay at night. But jeez Louise, they're huge. 
And I told you my problem with, uh, with uh, not being able to find a, a, a set of jeweler screwdrivers. That drives me nuts. I have a set of jeweler screwdrivers. You know, years ago. Years ago. Do you need them? Well, here's, here's you know, it, it, our equipment, there's always some little tiny adjustment screw. Like, do you, you know, adjust a little pot or something like that? And it takes... A, yeah, I call those tweakers. Okay. So, years ago on Amazon, they had this deal where, and they were actually pretty good. I still have several of them where they were like, they were like, you know, it's like, you know, normally twenty five ninety five. If you buy $25 or more, they're only four ninety nine. So, I bought like four of them. And I took Velcro and I put, I put them at each of the transmitter sites. So, you know, so, you know, you know, I, I stuck it like right on the rack, put a piece of Velcro on the rack, put a piece of Velcro on the back of this thing, boom, stuck it right there. So I always have screwdrivers. Well, one place I don't have them. Guess what I need? I need a jeweler screwdriver. Didn't have it. Do you want me to let you borrow my jeweler screwdrivers? No. I'm just going to go and, you know, I'm going to go to a jeweler screwdrivers arrest today and I'm going to buy a couple sets. You're going to home um, Harbor Freight, aren't you? No, I went there. I told you my deal. They didn't have them. I went, you know, and, and the guy says, back in aisle seven. So I go back there and go like, okay, I can't find it. And it turns out it's you like. You should they, go to jailing. Uh, you know, he probably, you know, he, he probably would have this. Yeah, yeah, he would. He's got stuff that no, most people don't. Are, are, are you moving away from the microphone? No, I'm just not talking into it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shelly, there's these things called microphones, okay? <laughs> I know. And you're supposed to put it in front of your face. You're not supposed to put it like <laughs> at your ear or like on the top of your head or something like that. You talk into them. Oh, I have to take it off the top of my head. That <laughs> must have been what the problem was. <laughs> Thank you for clearing me that I, I didn't know what I was doing wrong. It was it was you and 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 the cop with all the kittens in the car. That's what it was. Yes, it was. Seven thirty nine. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Did I do a good job on that one or what? You did a very good job. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? No. There's two BSs in that song, and I had to cut them out. So anyway, okay. Are you ready for this? This was sent to me, and I can't tell you who sent it to me, <laughs> but this is honest to goodness, and I can't tell you what area this is in. This is sort of like top secret kind of stuff, but this is the code of ethics for poll workers. Are you ready? Poll workers yes. as in electric or as in dance? No, as in election. Did you say electric? Oh, poll workers. Yeah, poll workers. Sorry. Okay. This is, I am Shelly so, Barr. So if you are a poll worker, in other words, you're working at one of the polls, you're a judge or whatever they are, these are the code of ethics. And there are like, <laughs> there's a bunch of them. You ready for this? No clothing with inappropriate or political language Dress professionally. Now, here's, here, this is a good one. I guess this is aimed at women because I don't know. I'll read it and you tell me if, because I don't, I can't imagine men wearing things like this. All tops must have, at a minimum, shoulder straps at least two inches in width, must not be see-through, and must completely cover the area of the body from the armpit to the hip. Okay? That's directed at women, right? Either that or men that wear those cut-off t-shirts or those wife beaters. Okay. All pants, skirts, dresses, etc. must be long enough to completely cover any undergarments, must cover at a minimum the top half top three to five inches of the thigh and must not be skin tight or see-through okay so they're basically telling people <laughs> not to dress like a little tramp okay it gets even better uh-huh. no sleepwear or low riding pants exposing any undergarments underwear or shorts jeans if they are clean and free of holes are allowed so you can't wear the jeans that have all the holes in that are distressed <laughs> no but you, you um <laughs> Even though they're $200 you a pair. You have to uh, keep your pants up. Right. Okay. Poll workers will speak professionally, kindly, and appropriately with all staff, poll workers, media, challengers, watchers, as well as voters and their children or assistant. Poll workers will refrain from making any comments regarding an individual's ethnicity, religion, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status. Poll workers will refrain from making comments, statements, or asking questions relating to any topic of a sexual nature. In big capital, bold letters, no sexual advances or harassment. <laughs> hey, baby, what are you doing after you vote? <laughs> you can't, so you can't do that. <laughs> I know. Okay. Hey, hey, what's a nice girl like you doing in a place like this? <laughs> <laughs> of all the gin joints and all the, all the places, you had to walk into mine. You had to walk into my polling place, right? Poll Did work. you fall from heaven? <laughs> yes. 
Were poll, you hurt? Poll workers will adhere to supervisory judges' decisions regarding job function and assigned duties, lunches, breaks, and departure. Poll workers will not physically touch or aggressively speak to anyone on the polling place property. Yeah. Hey, you didn't vote for him? Here's a knuckle sandwich, right? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay. Lunchtime is to be no more than one hour. Supervisory judges will let you know when you can leave for lunch and when you are expected to return. No exceptions. No two judges of the same party will be absent at the same time. Poll workers will not take part in electioneering. Big letters. No political or socially divisive talk whatsoever. Food and beverage need to be out of sight of the voter, not at the judges' tables. Do not use any of the polling places, amenities, kitchen, refrigerator, thermostat, etc., without explicit approval from the poll location to do so. And this Can is you use the restroom. And this is underlined and big bold type. Poll workers must wear their face mask at all times when in view of voters and not on break or at lunch. And then poll workers must adhere to a high standard of cleanliness, both of person, regularly washing, sanitizing hands, and of poll place, cleaning tables, chairs, screens, etc. So you people who have absolutely... So basically, take a shower, <laughs> wash your hands, and make sure that you have sanitizer. <laughs> and you can't have... You know, I mean, here, okay, let me go back to you something. You can't have your underwear showing. Oh my God, pull your pants up. Okay, this is all tops must have at minimum. Here, this is number number two. All tops must have at minimum shoulder straps at least two inches in width, must not be see through, and must completely cover the area of the body from the armpit to the hip. Okay, so I guess what they're saying with that, and I'm not a woman, but let me just sort of run this by you. If they're saying it must cover from the armpit to the hip, they're essentially saying no bare midriffs, right? Right. And they're saying no cleavage, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's what they're that saying. That one I would have a problem with because <laughs> I, 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 I. But, but, you know, I, I mean, it's. <laughs> I, I shouldn't tell this story, but. You know, it's almost like, welcome to the Church of the Latter day Saints. I was. I had one of these stupid. I got. This is years ago. I got pulled over by the state police, state trooper. In Saint Did Charles. you say? No, he don't was. Don't you know who was, I am? He was very nice, but I didn't have my stupid insurance card, you know, and I couldn't find it, and and so he, you know, he was nice, but he gave me a ticket, and he says all you have to do is show up in court, and you know, and and with your insurance, and the judge will let you off. Okay, so this is before they had that, long before they had the Saint Charles County Community or, or, or what are they called, Municipal Court. You had to go to one of the Circuit Court. You had to go to the building downtown. By the way, this is something we need to talk about tomorrow about the city of Saint Charles. With their with their city hall, have you heard this story? Um, I don't know because I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Put that on a list of things to talk about tomorrow. Sort of interesting. Okay, so I'm in court, and this lady's there, and she's literally in her pajamas. I mean, she is in her pajamas. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And she goes in front of the judge. It was a speeding ticket or something like that, and he said to her. He says, have you ever heard of the term dress appropriately? And she sort of looks in like, yeah. And he says, do you think you're appropriately dressed to come to court? And she says, yeah, I am. And he said to her, are those your pajamas? And she says, yeah. (laughs) And the judge says, why don't you go home and go back to bed and we'll continue this next month and show up in more appropriate clothing. <laughs> so he continued the case for another month. <laughs> I don't blame him. This isn't Walmart, man. <laughs> like, and everybody in the court was going like, you know, and you know, once again, it's to the point where I mean, like, I've people, you know, you probably have heard this too. People that we know that own businesses, and people show up for job interviews, and it's like, you know. I don't necessarily think that if you're trying to show off, you know, normally when you're showing up for a job interview, you want to be in your best behavior, you know, hair combed, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, and people are thinking like, once you get the job, what are you going to show up in then? You know what I mean? If you come in like, you know, cutoffs and a t-shirt, you know what I'm saying? All I know is that my first job, I learned a lot from that. My, my manager's name was Jerry and he so it was my very first job i was like 15 and i was chewing gum and i smoked cigarettes he's like do you want a cigarette and so he he like let me smoke a cigarette and he's like do you do you have 
is that gum in your mouth? It is, you know, and my fingernails were painted when they're not supposed to be painted, but he hired me anyway. But it was, it was like a learning experience for me. Did he criticize you about that or did he say? He he did not. Well, eventually he did, you know, after he gave me some feedback on my interview, but, um, he didn't. He was just making me know that these things aren't appropriate for a job interview. You don't smoke cigarettes. You don't um, chew gum. Your nails should be not painted, but um, like clear with no, you know, clear polish. And uh, yeah, and you should dress dress appropriately. Things that make you go hmm. It was, but I've never forgotten that. That was a, that was a learning experience for me. <laughs> I could tell you stories about working at the police department. <laughs> I mean, some, no, I, I know you could. <laughs> you know, some of the times, oh my God, I won't. Oh, <laughs> we we worked in an office where the the secretary to the chief, she was like. You know, and keep in mind, police departments open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, okay? And the chief's office was locked, but her office was not. And um, she used, to, she used to, to do things like, for example, she would look at the, at the copier, and she would look at the counter on the copier, and she'd come back the next day, and if anybody had made any copies overnight, she would get mad. Now, keep in mind, we're running a police department, okay? So, like, we had, back in the day... Like, if we had to, like, make copies of, like, somebody's driver's license, we used the copier. We used her copier. Of course. Right, right. You know, that kind of stuff, right? Oh, no, no, no. We'd get in trouble for that. So so she got mad because uh, one of the guys, one of the officers, would go up and use her typewriter. This is back in the day, okay? And she had a really nice IBM Selectric, too, with you the ball. You never mess with a woman's IBM Selectric, man. Okay. And she had the, just, you just don't do it. She had the Selectric with the ball. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yep, my mom had one with the um, italic letters. Right, I had one too. Yeah. So when she'd leave at night, she'd take the ball off the typewriter and put it in her drawer and lock the drawer, so you couldn't use her typewriter. <laughs> it was she like probably figured y'all were like men's rooms. You know, you're not, if you hit anything, you're not real specific. Well, it was you know, and to the point where we're going like. Okay, this is a police department. We run 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, I mean, like, you know, sometimes we need stuff. And it's, like, there, and we can't use the copier. And, and, and eventually she had it to the point where she, I can't remember how she did it. She had, a, she had a lock put on the copier, so we couldn't use the copier at night, you know? And it wasn't like we were running, you know, and it wasn't like we were copying our textbooks and, you know, or, or, or you know, or, or you know, taking you know making you know once again this is back in the day you know making copies of you know playboy pictures and stuff like that you know but but that was that was the deal i mean it was like and and oh my god (laughs) there's this funny i shouldn't tell this story but she would go out she'd finish work at five o'clock and then she'd go out and she'd go out drinking and she had this deep voice like that so one night we get a report that there's a car off the road down a ditch and and this one guy who was who was one of the officers and we had a name for him and he had god he had this beautiful voice i still remember his name benny mccormick okay and they called him leather lungs because he had a voice like that sounded like you know cigarettes and whiskey kind of voice you know what i mean he had that deep voice like that so hey we get a call there's a car <laughs> off the off the roadway down in an embankment okay so <laughs> they dispatch benny mccormick and benny mccormick and it's nighttime it's dark so benny mccormick shows up and pulls up sure enough there's a car down in the ditch and he yells down you know he can see somebody in the driver's seat and the car is like sort of like you know almost turned over but not quite turned it's like sort of on its side and he yells down, and one of the other officers shows up right about the same time. So Benny yells down his big voice, Ma'am, are you hurt? And she recognized his voice. It was the lady who was our secretary at the police department. And she says, Ber- Benny, Benny, is that you? <laughs> so, like, whenever he was on duty, like, one of the other cops would key the microphone, Benny, is that you? <laughs> It got to be the like the the funny thing on the radio, and then like 
God, I, oh, I don't want to tell that story. You're so hilarious. No, but but it was it was bizarre, weird stuff. And see, see, that's the thing that was interesting for me is you hear about like, oh, you know, police are all bad. I mean, these guys, some of these guys were characters that I worked with. I mean, you know, and do all sorts of crazy stuff. They do crazy little pranks on each other in the squad room and stuff like that. You know, and and once again, I got to know these guys, and you know. I told you, 95% of them were great guys. We had the one guy, I told you, he, he hated hippies. He, he wasn't racially prejudiced. He just hated hippies. If you were black, white, whatever, you had long hair, you hippie, you got, you got pulled over, you got a ticket. You got a ticket for looking at him the wrong way. You know, and he'd come back and, oh, some hippie went by me and was doing two miles an hour for the speed limit, so I gave him a ticket. Okay, thanks so much. You know, 55, you know, 57 and a 55, you got a ticket. Don't you know who I am? Yes, that used to drive them nuts. And I, when I was a dispatcher. People would call me and say that on the phone. Do you know who I am? No, I don't. Well, I'm blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. And they would get upset if I didn't know who they were. And a lot of times I didn't. You know what I mean? People say, do you know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. God, I saw an accident last night. I was, I was driving back uh, to, to the station last night. Accident with a stretch limousine. Ooh, nasty. I wonder whatever what happened to that stretch limousine down in the embankment. Oh, that one that sat up there in 170 for like two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> that had the Corona bottle on the side? Yes. <laughs> and it was really funny because I put that up on my Facebook page. I don't know how many people comment. I've seen that. It's been sitting there for like a week. It's like, yeah. oh, okay. And it had like caution tape around it. It's like, okay, yes, don't, it don't quite understand that one. What's that doing? Okay, we're done. Well, let's thank our sponsors for letting us have yet another day with BS in the morning. We've got Angie Harness with um, Angie Harness Real Estate, powered by Keller Williams. We also have Caleb Hunter um, with Salt River Automotive. If you have a car, they're they're fleet management, but if you have a car and you're just a normal Joe... Um, or Joseph, depending on who, uh, they can take care of you. That's what they do. They're off there on uh, 79 and Salt Lake, and it's close enough, Brad. And then we have Jeff Lang. I just wanted to say thank you to Jeff Lang. He's been my insurance agent for years, and he's kind of a cool dude. Did I miss anybody? Oh, Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail Steakhouse. Thank you so much, Scott. Um I've been trying to get you on for years, and now you're here supporting our show, and I just want to give you a big shout-out. Okay, that's it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Don't forget. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Peace. Uh, don't, don't forget go out and vote today because today's Election Day. No, it's not. <laughs> just Stop trying, it. I just tried to see if our listeners were awake. Okay. Oh, it's Election oh, Day? Okay. Are you trying to see if I was awake? <laughs> yes, that's part of it. Okay. If I was paying attention to that's you? That's right. That's part of it. Okay, we're done. 8.05. <laughs>